Hey, thanks for checking out the Go Vertical podcast. In this episode, we introduce ourselves and introduce what the podcast is all about. Then we start talking about the seasons of life and why seasons are important and how to find joy and consistency regardless of what season you're in. On a technical note, you might notice some slight issues with the audio, especially on Warren's mic. We apologize for this, but encourage you to listen through anyways as there's some great stuff in this episode. And never fear, we do get the kinks ironed out going forward. But before we begin, I just have one question. Are you ready to go vertical? Welcome to uh, episode one of the Go Vertical podcast. Uh, my name is Nick Jordan, and I'm joined here by my uh, acquaintance, Mr. Warren Utzi. Good to be here, man. <clears throat> yeah, so we're excited. Uh, this is something we've talked about for uh, a little bit off and on and decided, you know what, let's just uh, do it and make it happen. So here we are. Um. So I guess we uh, should maybe start by talking about who we are and uh, why we're doing this and what this is going to be all about so people know uh, who's talking to them on the through their phone or however they're listening to this. Um, so um, this is, I think, a, a podcast we've talked about just kind of about business and life um, and roofing to some extent. We're both involved in the roofing mm-hmm. um, industry in different ways. and But it's not limited to that. I mean, if you're not, if you're listening to this and you're not a roofer, I, you know, our goal is to provide value and, and hopefully say things that uh, will be beneficial um, regardless. But uh, we will talk about roofing probably a little bit on this too. So um, but anyways, like I said, my name's Nick. Um, I my business journey started. Uh, when did it start? Back in college, uh, I went to school at North Central University. Got a degree in youth development because um, I thought I wanted to be a counselor. Uh, and when I was there, I um, got a job at a bank and just to get through college and really liked it like being in the business world really enjoyed it and uh, I guess the entrepreneurial bug kind of bit me there and I I was just looking as like man I really wish I could start my own thing and was talking to friends I had a guy over there that was a good friend and kind of a mentor and we were talking about starting a coffee shop for a little bit Mm. Um, and just talking to some other friends and nothing ever really panned out Um, and then uh, ended up some things happened where I was able to move um, back here to where we are now in Black River Falls, Wisconsin, um, which is where my wife grew up. Um, I I worked with uh, her dad, my father-in-law, um, for a number of years. He owns a couple businesses, uh, and so that was really good. It was a good point in our lives where we needed a change, and um, it was a chance to to step into something more where I was actually kind of running things and. Um, had the potential to take over, you know, um, and so that was great. I learned a lot, 
Um, but still kind of felt like, I mean, obviously that was a business I, I would have transitioned to taking over when he was ready to step down. But um, I started on the side um, building websites. Um, I called, you know, Warren was, we were friends at the time and mm-hmm. called him and knew he was in uh, business and asked if I could build him a website just kind of as a side thing to help make some extra money for uh, adopting our daughter. And um, that kind of turned into something and, and I got busy. And so I actually um, started a business around that uh, that is called NSJ Digital. Um, and so now I run, uh, starting this year, uh, full-time, I run a digital marketing agency um, that works specifically with commercial roofers. Um, I've been doing it <clears throat> four years total. Uh, like I said, this year is my first year kind of all in full-time. But uh, yeah, so that's yeah. A, a snapshot of who I am and uh, and uh, my tidbit of my business journey. Mm-hmm. Warren, you have a, a lot too, aren't you? Uh, if you can, in a nutshell, what's your... <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Uh, this is fun to do our own podcast. I've been on a few other podcasts as a guest. And so when Nick asked me to do this, first thing I thought to myself is I'm way too busy. There's no way I'm going to agree to co-host or even be part of a podcast. But then I thought, you know what? We should do that. This is a lot of fun. We both like to talk. Uh, my coffee mug today says Chattering Squirrel. And uh, I'm a little bit of a chatterbox. But anyways... Hopefully that we can provide value with this. And the, the name that Nick came up with um, is Go Vertical. And what I like about the name of Go Vertical is we're always thinking about going up. And for roofing contractors, we climb up every single day. And so my challenge as we go through these podcasts is you find something on these podcasts that helps you to move up and move forward. So a little bit about, I guess, how I got here. I actually have a very unique background and I'm just going to share some some very brief things about that. But I actually grew up in in an Amish home and uh, lived on a farm for the first part of my life. My dad did have a background in roofing and in construction, but there was six of us boys, and so mom and dad bought a farm. And uh, until I was 10 years old, we were part of that Amish community and part of the farm, and then we left. But one thing I learned on the farm, I know you mentioned your father-in-law and the opportunity that he gave you. I learned from my parents hard work. And I remember as a young boy carrying two buckets of grain, one in each hand, and thinking, like, I'll never make it to the pen to feed the cows. And they just expected that of me. They expected way more of me than I was capable of, or at least that's what I thought at the time. But it made me figure out ways to either use a wagon or take a break and, and, and figure out how to get the grain there. And it taught me hard work, and I think that's the absolute key to the entrepreneur journey is being willing to work hard. Definitely. And uh, so... As I got older, I definitely did a lot of hard work. I worked a few different jobs, but also worked in the family business. And then when I was probably 15 years old, my dad uh, let me spend a few hours a week in the office. And that's where I got that experience like you were talking about of, you know, I ran numbers on jobs, uh, was able to work on some computer software and learn how to how to run a business, really. I feel like at 15, 16 years old, I learned how to run a business because of what my, the opportunity that my dad gave me. And I'm very thankful for that, mm-hmm. um, that he gave me that opportunity. Maybe it was because I was one of the only boys that was good at it or that like wanted to use the computer. I loved it. I was fascinated by using the computer for business. And so we grew our roofing business. 
And when I was 16 years old, my dad sold that roofing business to my older brother. And so we worked together for a couple of years. And then uh, a few years later, I, I wanted to get married, wanted a new fresh start. I wanted to start my own business. I had that entrepreneur bug. Yeah. And there was things I wanted to do different. And I just wanted to do things on my own. And you might be listening to this and you work for somebody and you're completely satisfied. We want to bring value to you as well. Or you might be working for somebody and you have that inner feeling like Nick and I had that we want to get started with our own business. And so in 2020, my wife Lauren and I, uh, we live here in, in Sparta, Wisconsin, by the way, and Nick's in Black River Falls, so it's not too far away. And we, we, want, we started a business because we wanted our own thing. And I would say the initial reason why we really started our business was for having control of our own life and our schedule, but really to make money too. We wanted financial freedom. Yep. And where we were at working, it wasn't, we, we kind of felt like we were maxed out. And so at 20 years old, we started our first business called Seamless Roofs. And we still own that business eight years later. Uh, you know, started with an extremely low budget. I know you did too, Nick. You know, it takes a lot of money to start a business is what everybody says. But if you're willing to work hard and you're willing to learn from those around you, you can do it with a very low budget. And so fast forwarding a few years, uh, we started a business called The Roofer Help, where we help other contractors or other individuals. We help them start their own business, uh, primarily in the roofing space. And that is something that's been very challenging for me. It's helped me grow uh, because it made me do a lot of things like, like the things like this and connecting with people like you to help us. And then, uh, you know, in our roofing business, we had built our own website and then we hired uh, an amateur to build our website and it was not working. It was not performing. And so that's really Nick and I connected actually at church. Uh, he was running the sound booth and, and I was with him some there. But we connected a little bit because I had a friendship, which I really appreciate, Nick. And you called me one day and said, yeah. hey, pretty much said, would you be my guinea pig? Yep. And fast forward, I mean, here's, here's one point I want to make. I'm going to turn it back to Nick is I had a problem. I had a need. And Nick called and wanted to fill that need. And that is absolute key. Whether you have a niche business or you have a service business that's as basic as mowing lawns, if, you, if there's nobody with a need in your area, your business will not take off. And yeah. that's something that Nick provided. He had something that solved my problem. 100%. And so that is why I had Nick build my website. I'm so glad he, he did. What was that, four years ago? Yeah, something like that. And he's just rebuilt yep. our website just in the past <clears throat> few months. So he learned a lot in so. those four years, and now he's rebuilt it. So, Nick, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for this opportunity. Yeah, and I guess one thing on that is a little off topic, but um, one thing I like to kind of share when I talk about my story and our story is, you know, if I never would have made that phone call, hmm. I wouldn't be sitting here today, most likely. Yep. Um, like, I had no idea what was going to happen. I had no idea if you were going to be on board or not. I just knew I enjoyed doing websites and, and, you know, I thought I could do it. Obviously, I've grown a lot in the past four years, but um, if I would have let doubt or fear or whatever else hold me back then and not made that phone call, I won't be where I am today. So be willing to make the phone call. Yeah. Cold call. I mean, you you made a cold call. That's great. And you know what? When I got that call, I didn't think one bit bad of Nick. He might have thought, well, Warren's going to think I'm desperate or something. I saw somebody who wanted an opportunity, and I right away, I wanted to give you that chance. I know it took a couple days to get back to you, but we gave you that chance, and we're very, very grateful for that. Yeah. Yep. 
anyways, so you never know where an opportunity is going to come from. Just keep your eyes open. Yep. That's, uh, hey, I got a question for you, Warren. <clears throat> uh, switch gears here a little bit. Um, do you know why the cool roofer stopped hanging out with his friends? Why the cool roofer started hanging out with his friends? He stopped hanging out with his friends. He stopped hanging out with his friends. Yep. He must have thought he was too cool for them? No, because they were all squares. Okay. <laughs> they were all squares. They were all squares. You they get were, it? They were shingles? Well, because roofers talk in squares, right? Oh, there we go. You know, your roof is so many, you know, 100 squares. Yeah, whatever. they were all squares. They were all squares. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Did you come up with that? No, I looked it up. I'm not that smart. <laughs> hey, I'd tell you a roofing joke. You got one? Well, I would tell you, but it, it's it's over your head. Oh, man. Ouch. Um, <laughs> so I think you touched on this a little bit, but what does go vertical mean to you? Um, you love when I, when I pitched the idea of go vertical to you, you know, you loved it. So what, I guess that specifically, what does that mean to you? Well, I would say looking back, you know, when I was a teenager, I didn't read personal development books. I didn't listen to podcasts unless it was for entertainment. I didn't watch a movie for education. And I feel like a lot of us quit learning when we get out of school. So we got out of school, you know, like high school or college, whatever that is, we quit learning and we quit going vertical, yeah. vertical with our education, our attitude, our finances quit going vertical. And we become a little, we become stagnant. And so when you pitched that to me, I thought right away, I love this because that's something I've been, you know, my mentor has taught me so much about was always having that better attitude, like not doing average, like going above average. Yep. And so I love it because we're both in the roofing space and we have to climb that ladder, like I said, but we are also on the, we're also on the ladder of life. We're on the ladder. Our business is a ladder and we have to take every step up that rung, up that ladder um, to go vertical. And you want, you might go vertical and you might reach a peak. You might reach the top of that ladder. But guess what? A couple weeks, a couple months, a couple years later, you're going to need to go vertical again. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to have to dig deeper. Yep. And so that's what I thought of. And I would love to hear your thoughts on why, how and why you came up with Go Vertical. But I really like the name, and uh, I think it was brilliant. Yeah, it was. And I don't even know, honestly, how I came up with it. I was just tossing around a bunch of other ideas, and, and uh, we had another one. I don't remember what was the other one we talked about. And then I, I looked it up, and there was a bunch of other people that were already kind of doing something similar. Mm -hmm. Oh, eavesdropping. I was eavesdropping. talking about eavesdropping, and, and there was already several other out there, and I was just tossing around a few different ideas. And Go Vertical kind of hit me, and I was like, oh, I kind of like that. That's just catchy because, you know, we're in roofing, so, you know, being up vertical, but then also we're talking about just growth and business and, and becoming better. Um and you know going vertical in life and so um i honestly i didn't know if you were gonna like it so i didn't tell it i sat on it for a couple of days before i told you about it because i wasn't sure but um, you know i actually showed it i was with my sister when you when you showed it to me the yeah to me. so I, I showed it to my sister who we do business together and you know we're always kicking the ideas back and forth and i showed it to my wife yeah and i would say those are probably the two biggest critics maybe not my sister so much but my wife is a, like she'll be honest if she thinks the name isn't good she's gonna say something yeah. right yep and so she loved one of your artworks that you you made for it and so i mean it passed it passed with flying colors yeah so so i loved it we both loved it it's great it's good 
So here we are. We're going vertical. That's right. Um, so episode one of Go Vertical. Um, one thing I thought about to talk about, <clears throat> if uh, we can get into a little bit of meat here for a little bit, um, now that we've kind of introduced ourselves and what this is all about, um, is I feel like, you know, we're in June now, um, kind of getting into middle of summer here in Wisconsin and in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, and I feel like roofers are, not all of them, but are in kind of one of two places right now. Um, and I'm sure this is true of other contractors, you know, whether you're a roofer or some other contractor or trades or, or whatever. Um, but it seems like there's a lot of people who are either um, so busy that they don't know what to do with themselves. They're running around like chickens with their heads cut off 18 hour days and they still can't get ahead. Mm -hmm. Or they've cleared all the jobs they have. They booked up in the spring and now they're sitting around wondering, what do I do with myself? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I kind of thought about like, let's talk about seasons cause it's, you know, we're in the summer season, but how life has seasons. And so how do you push through? Cause I'm sure you've been in both mm -hmm. those positions. So whether you are living in a season right now, that's just absolutely chaotic or you're in a season that just feels like a slump. How do you push through that? Mm -hmm. I could say I definitely had droughts, seasons of drought. And so you ask how you push through that. I think one thing that us as roofers, it seems like it's feast or famine. Uh, there's a lot of storm chaser roofers. That's not really what we do. We do a lot of retail work, but even there, we'll do heavy marketing and we'll get a ton of leads and we'll sell a bunch of roofs and this is the way it was the first three or four years of my business. And we'll go do, you know, we'll go do those roofs and then we'll run out because we quit marketing. We quit planting the seed. And I think that's one thing that every, every entrepreneur has to remember where he started and to never turn down a great opportunity. So let's say you had an opportunity to go meet somebody, but you were busy, but you thought ahead, you know, what if I run out of work six months from now? And so never forget, uh, this isn't quite answering your, your question, but I'll get into that. Never forget where you came from and always be willing to ask for more work. Always be willing to make that phone call. Even when you have a successful business, if you see an opportunity, go get it. Yeah. And that's that's one thing we have to do because, you know what, there might be a famine coming in our one of our businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, our business right now is way more established than it's ever been. We have, right now we're harvesting repeat customers and referrals, which was my goal when I started my business. But one thing I did when I started my business early on is I door knocked. So... I went door to door in industrial parks and introduced myself. And a lot of people are not willing to do that. They're not willing to go out and introduce themselves. And I believe that was a success early on in our business. That's where it all came from. So if I ran out of work, I, I like this quote of let your frustrations grow you, not slow you. So if you're listening to this podcast and you have a frustration, let it grow you. Figure out a way to let it push you. If you're out of work, go door knocking or go follow up. Mm -hmm. don't don't get depressed don't get down and out it's so easy i got a couple phone calls in the last two weeks of people who just said i'm gonna quit or i'm gonna quit these are contractors that i helped the last few years and they said i don't think i'm gonna make it yeah you know and and the one guy you know he lost money in the stock market completely separate from his roofing business mm -hmm. because you know the stocks haven't been great lately yep and he lost you know well over ten thousand dollars in the stock market but 
if he lets that grow him like I challenged him to, go out and sell a couple more roofs and get your money back. And, and that's kind of what I think when we're in a season of drought, we have to keep planting. We have to keep going. And then when we're in a season of harvest, that chaotic, that six months booked out where we can hardly catch up, yep. we have to make sure we're continuing to nurture our relationships, not letting things fall through the cracks. And then one last thing on, on if you're having a drought is just take care of the biggest problems first. So uh, Dave Ramsey talks about taking care of the smallest debt first, right? And yep. this is much the same as taking yep. care of that big obstacle in your business. Just tackle it. Don't worry about all the little things that could be better. Tackle that big obstacle that's holding you back or you feel is holding you back. And if you don't know what's holding you back, if you feel like you're doing all the right things, highly consider reaching out to four or five people in your industry that are doing what you want to do. Reach out to them and say, man, this isn't working. It might be through social media. It might be somebody you know. It might be a mentor. And I think that is so key is don't hold in your frustration. Like call like when my contractors call me, even if they're extremely upset and want to quit, I love that because that means they're willing to admit that they're struggling. Yeah. If you're not willing to admit that you're struggling, you're going to bottle it all up. You're going to take it out on your family, your, your friends, the people closest to you because they're not going to know what's wrong because they don't understand your entrepreneur journey. And uh, so, yeah, that's, that's what I would say is let your frustrations grow you, but also let your frustrations out. Don't talk to everybody about them. Don't become a negative person. Don't post on social media. But contact people individually and ask for advice. Yeah. That'd be that'd be where I would go with it. I've tried to do that with my business. That's great. No, I love that. And that when you were talking about kind of tackle the the biggest thing first, and then to take care of them one at a time. It made me think of um, when we were in <clears throat> the process of adopting our daughter, um, and there there was so much paperwork. But when we got to the part of having to create our dossier, which is a packet of our information about our life that we would send to Thailand, where we adopted her from. When I looked at that document and it was like two pages of a checklist of you have to have all of these things and all of these documents and like just sitting down and looking over that, it was overwhelming and I was like stressed. Like I had to walk away from the computer like how am I going to do all of this? And and I think it was later in the day so I was like whatever, I'm just not going to worry about this now and I went to bed and then I kind of came back in the morning with fresh kind of vision. I was like, you know what? I just got to take this one thing at a time yep. and just like break it up. I don't have to do it all at once. I just got to start with item one and then item two, item three. And I, so I think that's important to remember, regardless of what season you're in, whether it's chaos or slow, but just take one thing at a time mm-hmm. yep. and just kind of work your way through it. And consistently. Yep. Consistently one thing at a time. 100%. Absolutely. Yep. So do you think the seasons of life, um, because, right, we'd love we'd love if life would just be consistent, right? Like, can I please just be booked out for two months consistently and not be chaos, but not be slow, just have a reasonable amount of work? Um, but life's not like that, right? Mm-hmm. So are the seasons important? Seasons are extremely important. I mean, think about it. If we just had winter all the time in Wisconsin, we would hate that. Yep. And if you people down south had 100 degrees every single day, you would hate it. You would move somewhere else. I love the seasons. You know, God created the seasons, and certain things die in certain seasons. But you know what? In the spring, they come back fresh, Yep. and they come back multiplied. Mm-hmm. And so there might be times of dying in your season, in your season of your entrepreneur or of your, of your life 
where things, certain things die and certain things get taken away from you at the time, it's very pa painful. It's kind of ugly. Like in the fall, some things are kind of ugly out in nature. They turn brown and it's not very attractive. But the next spring, everybody goes, wow. And so I would say people will see you in your seasons of spring and go, wow, how did he do that? Did he get lucky? And they'll see you in your seasons of fall and go, man, he must be, something must be wrong. You know, look at that brown field. And I think the biggest, you know, seasons are extremely important, but knowing your season, being aware of it. Um, John Maxwell says that a lot of people live day by day. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness, it's another day. I'm just, I'm just going to get through today. I'm just going to get through today. But he encourages people, and there's an episode you can look up on YouTube of, of him talking about seasons. I'm pretty sure you can just search John Maxwell seasons. But he talks about how important it is to have seasons in our life and being aware of that season, yeah. of, of what we're going through right now. Maybe it's a season of working 18-hour days. But you know the season of being able to go on vacation with your family or, or going to the lake for the Saturday. You know that season's coming, that, mm -hmm. that time is coming. And that makes it a lot more bearable. And I think there's less burnout when you understand seasons. Um, obviously, you can't just be all one season all the time where you do burnout. So I think it's good to, to know what seasons look like. And early on in business, it is by far the hardest to be aware of seasons because you, once you go through a few years and a few struggles, when you when you when the struggle comes or the slow times come, you kind of are prepared already mentally yep. from last time. And so early on, I would say it is the most difficult. Uh, but maybe asking yourself what season am I in is is absolute. I think that's key. Yeah. So how do you how do you enjoy? Right, because being in a slump kind of sucks, mm -hmm. or being just absolute chaos kind of sucks. But again, it's a season, it's part of life. And so knowing it's just part of the process and you're going to go through it whether you want to or not. So how do you how do you find the joy in it? Even though sometimes it sucks, like how do you enjoy the process and enjoy the seasons you're going through? I think a, a key, that's a great question. I think a key thing is remembering when you started. Yeah. Like when you started, you enjoyed bidding roofs, you enjoyed taking phone calls, you enjoyed building websites. Like why did you enjoy it? Why were you driven to do it, okay? And now you now now maybe you're in a, let's say somebody's in a slump. They don't enjoy it anymore. I think it's good to go back to where you were at to remember why you started in the first place. And let me tell you, as an entrepreneur, not every day will be fun and happy-go-lucky. That's just a fact. There's, in my opinion, unless somebody you can... Right. write to us and tell us how <laughs> yeah send us an email if you found the secret to having every every day be amazing yeah we'd love to hear it but there should be parts of your day that are amazing correct Do, put yeah. some things in your routine i don't care what that is maybe it's getting up you know darren hardy i used to listen to his show every day and he said sometimes just getting up that half hour hour early putting on a bathrobe and making yourself a hot cup of joe a hot cup of coffee or tea and sitting on your back deck and reading a book for 15 minutes yeah. can completely change your entire day. And maybe that's the only 15 minutes of joy you have. Maybe you know the day is going to be stressful. You have a horrible customer you have to work with or whatever. You don't, or an employee or you're out of work. You don't know. But just taking that time in the morning or maybe it's in the evening. Maybe in the evening you want to go throw a fish, a fish hook into the water for 20 minutes. And I think it's important to have a little bit of joy in every day no matter what. And then don't freak out about the little things. Yeah, You know, we could share so I have tons of stories about days in business when I was so stressed out. And looking back, if I would have just looked at it a little bit different and saw the whole picture and been more confident in myself, 
it was not a big deal at all. Yeah. Like that customer that was angry, not a big deal. We made it work out and it was actually everybody grew through the whole thing and oftentimes at the end, if we treated it right, our customer relationship was actually much stronger than it was. We wouldn't have had that struggle, yeah. that disappointment, which we never want to have. But sometimes that. So I think having moments of joy is key, and then don't freak out. You know, don't panic. Yeah. If we panic, uh, usually it turns into bigger problems. Yep. So. Yeah, I mean, I think about that. That that's a great point. Don't panic. You know that that's. I mean, I, I that's what I was. Teaching, I was teaching my daughter how to ride her bike a few months ago. Hmm. And like, that was one of the lessons I had to teach her is like, when I let go of you, don't panic. Because as soon as you panic, you're going to fall over. Like, don't rely on me to hold you up. Because that was another thing she was doing is like leaning on me to hold her up. It's like, no, you got to stand on your own. But you also have to like, be confident. Because mm-hmm. as soon as you freak out, when I let you go, you're going over. So, and yep. the same with anything in staying focused in action sports or in business. It's the same thing. Don't panic. Like, yep. Keep, keep your focus. focus. Yep. 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 Absolutely. Um, okay. One more question. Um, so we talk about the, the roller coaster of business. That's a great book. I'm glad you brought up Darren Hardy cause I love his book. Um, the entrepreneur roller coaster and life is going to have its seasons. Life is going to have its ups and downs. So how do you find some sort of consistency within that ups and down? Because it's good to have consistency mm-hmm. and, and try to keep yourself kind of leveled out. So how do you find that consistency within the seasons, within the ups and downs, within the roller coaster? How do you keep yourself kind of leveled and balanced? Well, I think priorities is key. And, you know, we, we hear part of my, one of my things the mentor says to, to myself and a large group that he mentors is, God first, family second, business third. And your priority list might look different than that. You have to decide that for yourself, where you're at with your faith, your family, and, and your career. But if you, if, you, if you have that, I would say there was times when I put my business, my career before my family, and before my faith. But when I have those three things in check in that order, I can, my life is way, way more consistent. I can, I, if I have a good relationship with my family, my wife, and the people around me, and I have a good relationship with my, my maker, my creator, who is God, if I have that in check, my business is way more bearable. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have, I have somebody to lean on. And so I think that is key is having your priorities straight. And sometimes we go all out and we just work on our business. We're like, we're just going to go all out. And we, we burn out a little bit, but we burn a lot of bridges in the meantime. And we might lose, you know, very, very important things, some important time with our family. So I think having your priorities in check, which everybody talks about that, work-life balance. We're not here to repeat what everybody else has talked about, but that's something that you're going to have to learn. I, don't, I think you have to experience it to learn it. And I think you're going to go through times of burnout, and you're probably going to have moments of being lazy and complacent where you think things are all good, and you should be working your butt off when you're actually sitting around being lazy having a cup of, you know, Joe in uh, the middle of the day on Wednesday when you should be out getting it because you think your business is all great and growing. So I think there's moments where when it's chaotic or maybe we have all that work lined up or we just sit down and we take time off that we should be working. And there's times of burnout when we're really stressed out where maybe we should take that half day off and just go spend it with our spouse or spend it with our dad or spend it with grandpa. And it would fuel us to go back and build our business. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. You know, and one thing that 
that Darren Hardy writes about and, and that I try to do and I've noticed has made a big impact is, you know, you can't control the season you're in and you can't even necessarily control how your day is going to go, but you can control how your day starts and you can control how your day ends. So having a routine when you wake up in the morning and what you do right away in the morning when you wake up before you leave in the house to go to work and then what you do at night as you're getting ready for bed. So you start your day the same and end your day the same. Mm. And no matter what happens in the middle, it's going to change, but at least you have that consistency of starting and ending your day the same way. Absolutely. Just to keep yourself leveled. Can so, I add just a couple yeah, key things that, that I do? Um, a really good friend of mine, I'm pretty sure it was Karen Livesey. It might have been Kayla, but I'm pretty sure it was one of the Livesey's. Livesey's are a family of a group that we do business with. And we, we love them and appreciate them. But one of them taught me that before I get out of bed, to mentally be thankful and grateful for three things. Whatever three things that I'm most grateful for, just to think of them and thank God for them and just be grateful. Yep. And that has helped me tremendously. I've done that for a couple of years. And it's almost always something different, Nick. I mean, it might be I'm grateful for health five days in a row, but the other two things are something different. Yep. And then another thing I learned, and we can talk about this maybe more in another episode, but before you go to bed, having a notepad, you know, my mentor, Charles, Charles W. Herbster, he still does this. The other night we shared a hotel room, and he had a notepad next to his bed, and he was writing stuff down. Yeah. And what he writes down is the three key things he has to do the next day. Mm-hmm. No matter what, those three things have to be done the next day, and they're going to be a priority no matter what happens the next day. No matter what happens with business, with life, with personal things, those three things will be done the next day. Yeah. And I think if we did those two things, just to kind of go further on what you were talking about, how you start your day and end your day, I think we'd be more productive, we'd be more grateful, we'd be happier people. Yeah, and those are things that I have heard from multiple people, multiple people who are successful. Things like that, Darren Hardy, um, Kevin O'Leary, um, a, a mentor that I follow has said, like, there's a lot of people who are successful who say those two really simple things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, if you take nothing else from this episode, it's start your day with gratitude and also set your three big things you have to get done and get them done and you will feel, product, feel productive through the day. Absolutely. So that's great. Absolutely. Um, how long into this are we? I don't know. I didn't even. <laughs> I don't know. <clears throat> you, got time, you got time for a little fun story? Let's do it. So I'm going to read a headline. Tell me what you think, it, what you think this is about. Jailbirds leave behind a $3,000 mess at historic lockup. Ooh, you know, I don't really know. No, it is. I mean, I think a little bit about Joe Biden over in Afghanistan, but I don't know. That's probably not what you... So this comes out of Angola, Indiana, June 8th, 2022. A family of jailbirds has left behind a nearly $3,000 mess at the historic Steuben County Jail in northeastern Indiana. The Steuben County Commissioners have approved spending that amount of money to clean up the waste left behind by a family of starlings, which are birds, so it is literal jailbirds, uh, mainly in the ductwork at the old jail that's now used by Northeast, Northeast Indiana Community Corrections in Angola. Community Corrections Director Brett Hayes told commissioners a female starling entered the building through the attic and ended up somehow in the ductwork where she hatched a brood of chicks uh, it dropped down. It had babies. They were very loud, Hayes said. She entered from the south and went out to the north. 
there is bird waste not only in the ducts, it's all over the place, Hayes said. Not only will there be cleaning done, but disinfecting the ducts will occur to eliminate air quality problems. Commissioners are going to look into filing a claim with this insurance company to cover part of the cost. That's, that's, I know you've dealt with probably a few insurance companies. That's quite an insurance claim there. <laughs> and also, I don't know who's going to be dealing with it. Is that the HVAC guy or is that a duck cleaner who's, I suppose that makes you glad to be a roofer and not an HVAC yeah. guy. Having, yeah. <laughs> you never had to deal with cleaning up too much bird crap, I don't think. Well, you know, my friend Trent Anderson at Fire Protection Services, I'll just give them a plug in West Salem. I think they're out of West Salem, Wisconsin. Yeah. I think that's a service they provide. Really? Yeah. So this is a common and, thing. And I, uh, well, I think it's normally dust and oh, know, yeah. the oh, the are, duck cleaning. Yeah. 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 I don't know about cleaning up bird waste. <laughs> yeah, but bird stuff but I think, I'm sure they come across a lot of stuff. So Yeah. Anyways, that's a, a fun little story for the day. Um Anyways, well, I think that wraps up episode one uh, of Go Vertical, just talking about the seasons of life. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, Warren, if uh, anybody has questions about uh, you or business or anything, um, how can people find you or get in touch? Probably just Facebook. Yeah. Um, and my name will probably be in the podcast notes, but it's my last name is Y-U-T-Z-Y. It's U-T-Z. It's actually a Swiss name. Um, that would have got from my, my background, and I didn't choose my last name, of course, like none of us get to. Yeah. But anyways, Warren UT on Facebook is probably the best way to connect with me. What about you, Nick? What's, what do you prefer? Yeah, if people want to find me on Facebook, Nick Jordan. Um, otherwise, if you want to email me any comments, questions, uh, ways you think we can improve, anything like that, um, you can also reach out Nick at nsjdigital.com is the best way to kind of reach out. Um, and so, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, if you loved it, uh, please leave us a five-star review wherever you are listening to this at. Uh, if you hated it, please show your disapproval by leaving us a five-star review <laughs> wherever you're listening to this at. Um, and uh, that's all for now. We look forward to seeing you all next time. Absolutely. And thank you, Nick, for doing the, the back part of the episode you know, putting all this together. I literally just showed up and talked. So uh, I really want to thank you for putting in the real grunt work yeah. on this episode and many episodes to come. So I really appreciate you. And, and yeah, if you guys have any questions or comments, guys, about the technical part of this podcast, don't talk to me. If you have any comments about the, you know, some of the meat in these episodes, feel free to reach out to both of us because we're going to do that, work on that together. But yeah. If there's any problems with listening to it, I know nothing about that. So just talk to Nick. Yeah, I'm going to add podcast producer to my resume and then ask myself for a raise. So <laughs> we'll see how that goes. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I'm pretty tough with money. All right. Thanks All right. for listening, guys. We'll see you soon.